You might be going to the chapel, but are you prepared for the marriage? So many people spend an unthinkable amount of time planning a 30-minute ceremony and a two-hour reception, but fail to prepare for what should be a lifelong marriage. It's time to go the second mile in premarital preparation. Hey, this is Travis Sagney. Thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 541, where he says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go the second mile. We want to see every aspect of our life uh, and seeing how closely we can follow Jesus and not just do the bare minimum. And so that's why I want to talk to uh, a specific group of people today, Uh, either those that are married, number two, those who plan to be married, number three, those who are um, hoping to be married one day, or number four, someone who knows someone who might want to be married. Okay, so if that covers everybody, uh, I want you to stick with me for these 12 minutes. Um, and, and here's the deal. Here's the plan for this podcast. Um, I want to encourage you to consider this truth that you and I, uh, we all know either uh, people who are going to get married or maybe you are planning on getting married or you might be literally in the throes of it right now and the plannings are happening. And I want to talk to you about something that's near and dear to my heart uh, and that is premarital preparation about people that are getting ready to go and get married. Uh, And yet uh, this world tells you of so many things that you have to prepare for that you look at, okay, you got to make sure that you've got um, catering planned and who's going to do the pictures and what colors and flowers and all that kind of stuff. And if not careful, you can spend all of your time working on those details and not preparing your uh, souls for the actual marriage. And so this is for someone, once again, if you were sitting here uh, today and you're, you're engaged and you're ready to get getting ready to get married. I want to help give you a couple of thoughts today to at least get you on the right track. But for everybody else, regardless of what your situation is, I want you to kind of peel back what this culture expects for us as it regards to anything um, that we would, would call marriage and, and realize this, that so many people um, who spend so much time preparing for a wedding and have the greatest hopes in the world that they're going to see their 50th wedding anniversary and one day a a picture with the entire family all around them of celebrating this legacy of faith and they're going to have nothing but sunshine and roses as soon as the honeymoon hits and there's never going to be a bad day it's just unrealistic and that marriage has been something that's been attacked from the very beginning um, and if you try to do things God's way, yours will be attacked too. So I want to help prepare you and uh, help you maybe at least consider that if marriage is in your future or someone that you care for their future, maybe some things that you can start thinking about what you need to do right here, right now to encourage and prepare for that wonderful gift that God's given. So um, for years now, um, I have been serving in you know, different ministry contexts, but I've been serving the local church since I got out of college uh, in a vocational sense since 2003. So I'm getting up on 20 years now, which is kind of hard to believe. Uh, I was married right after that, which is kind of hard to believe. And so um, one of the things is I started listing out recently all the different couples that I was the officiant for, for their wedding. And I know that I've missed some and it kind of breaks my heart because um, sometimes I just want to like be to check in on how people are doing and uh, pray for them and just sort of keep tabs of these different lives that I've been able to interact with. 
Um, and then there's also with that, typically I will spend time um, doing premarital counseling for a couple. And sometimes I've done premarital counseling for a couple that I, I didn't do the wedding for and and, and vice versa and whatnot. Um, but one of the things that I do know is that when you read the statistics of people who do premarital counseling, statistically speaking, are in much better shape of their marriage surviving the storms of this life rather than if you don't do anything. Now, on some level, when I hear that, I, I do realize that statistically speaking, what that probably shows is it, obviously I think premarital counseling it can, can be very good and helpful, or it can just be kind of going through the motions. I think, but I, I think deep down, when someone does some type of preparation, probably the statistics kind of lean in that favor due to this that they see that there must be uh, a marriage that you're focused on more than just a wedding ceremony. And and so one of the things that has been a burden of mine that even though I'll spend, uh, try to spend at least three premarital counseling sessions before a wedding, I'm going to be straight with you. It's never enough. I can be like talking as fast as I possibly can and giving as many warnings and blessings and you name it and get down and specific to like, let's put your budget down and let's talk about all your family uh, baggage that comes with you. And we can get all that stuff down. But a lot of times people, you can see like there's just too much to process. And even one um, bride one day told me at the end of our last premarital counseling session with a couple, she looked at me and she said, I feel like we would listen to this a whole lot better uh, six months later after we've been married. And I said, you're, you're probably right. So, so what I, I've always felt this need to is to be able to help someone understand a little bit more to give them as much insight as they can if they are preparing for this. Um, you know, you can think about what all has to happen before somebody gets hitched, right? Like, you know, you got to make ceremony choices and there's all kinds of decisions around the designs of the event. There's honeymoon details you want to put together. But have you ever thought about what the most critical detail is? After the wedding event, you're going to be seated next to your spouse in a departure vehicle, embarking on a new life together, and what is your life going to look like in the following years once that event is over? You have to prepare for marriage rather than just plan for a wedding. You've got a lifelong relationship to address once you pass your wedding day on the calendar. Once it moves on past, right, you're still there together. And, you know, a lot of times you think about these couples that will kind of have their uh, wedding car and somebody's going to kind of plaster just married on the back. And everybody that drives by and sees that, they kind of know. And if they have a good marriage, it's like nostalgia feelings. And if it's like something bad, it's kind of like, oh, good luck, folks. Right. But but a lot of people have this concept that many people at some point in their life had a just married sign on the back of their car. But a lot of those people still aren't together now. Some marriages make it and some don't. And, and so, and the reason is for, for so many people, I believe, despite what many people say, the one who created marriage unquestionably knows best how it should be carried out. And so if you want to have a healthy marriage to try to do so without the wisdom and knowledge and discernment and instructions of the Lord contained in his scriptures, you are asking for calamity upon calamity. There's just no way. The unifying issue when I see marriages fail is that one or both of those people in that couple fail to apply God-given wisdom in their relationship. And so when people fail to listen to God's instructions in marriage, I promise you this, trouble is unavoidable. You must say that your marriage is going to be underneath the power of God's Word. And so why do some couples make it and others don't? 
Undeniably, some marriages end because they never experience a healthy beginning. Couples, the statistic that I have read is this, that couples who simply engage in premarital counseling have a 30% better chance of staying together than those who do not do any kind of collaborative work. And that stat should encourage your process of doing some type of premarital counseling, but some couples just never get around to it because of festive preparations. I mean, so many people, they're enraptured, they're, they're in love, they're ready to go, they get engaged, they spend all their time, all their conversations, all their resources focusing on nothing more than the wedding day. Um, countless hours, 20-minute service, maybe 30-minute service, two-hour reception, spend minimal time preparing for an actual life together. And every couple that I know, including myself when I was getting ready to get married, we spent more time deciding details for an event than preparing our perspectives for a lifetime together. And so with this, my question to you is, what are you doing to prepare for the marriage? So as a pastoral counselor, I have struggled once again for years because I feel like in three sessions isn't enough. Other conversations isn't enough. I can give homework and it's not enough. And so I have looked and searched for a lot of different resources through the year to kind of try to get after what I was hoping that I could find. Um, and as typical, like in, in my life, if I can't find exactly what I'm looking for, I'll just over the time start developing it. And um, and so I'm right now getting kind of towards the uh, tail end of editing uh, a premarital counseling book that I've been working on for a long time. It's probably been a thought for probably 10 years, but just not feeling like it was the right time or had everything together. But I've been trying to do this as a goal. And what I want to do is to give a couple that's in our church that comes in and says, will you do our um, wedding? I will typically ask three questions. Number one, um, are you willing to do premarital counseling? Number two, are you sleeping together? Number three, are you living together? And depending upon how those three questions are answered depends on whether or not I will do that uh, wedding and whatnot. If if the answers are where they need to be of yes, we'll do premarital counseling and no, we are not actively uh, sexually active and no, we are not living together, then yes, I will do that wedding and start walking through. And the goal is this, is to give them some type of guide uh, as they start walking with so that they can actually do some work on their own. So the way that I've put this together is, is to walk to this book and they'd kind of do three chapters and they would do it independently and they would do some study and they'd come back together and talk and one per week. And then they come to me after those three and we'd sit down and kind of unpack some of those truths so that it's not them just sitting there listening to me, but they've been doing some homework. They've been doing some prep. And, and so they're doing some of the hard conversations together and then bringing with me from those books um, this kind of, hey, here's the top issues that we're, we're kind of combating against each other. We can't find peace or we don't know what to do. And then as a counselor, I can help guide them through it. And the reason why I think this is, is so important is anybody here who's thinking about getting married or you know someone who is, if you're not willing to put in the soul preparation work right now, I promise you it's going to be like pulling teeth once you're married. See, the thing is about dating and engagement is you are on your best behavior now. But as soon as you both get the same key to the same house and got a um, you know a checking account that works together, you, you realize who you really are. And over time, you get more relaxed and comfortable around this person. And I typically will say, what was yellow flags and dating and engagement become red flags in marriage. And so right now, both of you need to show that you are willing to do work, not just work and preparing for a ceremony, but actually preparing for a marriage, not just expecting your fiance to make sure they're working on themselves, but are you working on you? Are you getting yourself right with Jesus? Are you studying his word? Are you surrounding yourself with godly influences? And are you doing this relationship 
God's way. I want to encourage you, if you're planning to get married, make sure you're going to the one who can instruct you the way through his word. I hope to see you on the second mile.